Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Hey, everybody. We are back, 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 back again. Hot lit adrenaline. That's Please stop. Right? <laughs> like, I'm Michael. Say what? Stutter, better baby. And I'm all grown up. Yeah? Yeah. Is that how we're feeling this Gonna beautiful this Tuesday? i let you know. I've never listened to the haters. Be a pro. What is that? Work Paid my, my way. Do- Paid my dues. I got the whole world screaming, Michael, too. <laughs> Wow, a, you are the next Weird Al. I'm. The, I'm gonna just go. To, it's only gonna be like remixes of the Drag Race remix. So I'm gonna remix the remixes. Oh, well, that'll be interesting. I to also hear. should stop playing with my microphone while we're recording. Probably, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. Welcome to the Queen of Steam Bears of the podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael, and I don't know how else to introduce myself <laughs> other than that. And my name is Anita Richards, uh, or AKA CJ. Who's Anita Richards? Think about it. What's another name for a Richard? Anita Dick. There you go. <laughs> Think about it, Michael. But you're a top. Why do you need a dick? Because without one, I can't be a top. That's that's very fair. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. We've missed you. <laughs> We've just started the weekend. Michael's already lagging a little bit behind us. It's been a rough week. <laughs> Michael, it's two days into the week. Or I, three if you I start guess, your week on Sundays. I guess. How's it been a hard week for you? I had to do Cinco de Mayo at work last week. Yeah? And oh, look at that. You're still alive. Barely. I'm on muscle relaxers and, hydro, <laughs> and hydrocodones covered in tiger bomb. I'm sore. My body smells like chips. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just leaking creamy jalapeno out of every pore of my body. Now they I'm know where you work. Tequila. Now they know where you work because there's only one Mexican restaurant that serves creamy jalapeno. Jalapeno. Jalapeno it's business. Like white woman that asked me for that. Can I work. get the vaginas? Do you but want fucking chicken? Quesadilla? Why are you interrupting my life update? Because I'm trying to add interesting to this, <laughs> interestingness to your pod. Your week. I am very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. And then some guy tried to road rage me today. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you were there. You saw it. I was there. Michael decided to go real slow. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. I was going no. about the speed limit. You were going under the speed limit. of. Th- you were going 38 miles an hour and a 40. 40. And then when they saw this guy fucking riding his asshole without pulling his hair, Michael decided to go even slower. And then when the guy decided to speed around us, Michael gave him the fingers if he was in the wrong. He was in the wrong. He was trying. He was blaring <laughs> on his horn and trying to go way faster. And then he goes around Michael and slows down hoping Michael will fucking sit right next to him. Mind you, I'm in the passenger seat. Right, so if anybody's so going to get gonna shot, it's Exactly. So then this guy like decides to go real slow. So Michael goes slow so he doesn't get fucking killed. And then this guy speeds off and we're like, oh, we got to go to the bank. And as we're pulling up to the bank, he guess where this motherfucker goes? Yeah. So we went to a different bank. We almost died. Oh, I think you're being a little bit Please hyperbole right there, but Please a little say. bit dramatic. Uh, me dramatic, Michael? Yeah, you're the most dramatic <laughs> one in this friendship. <laughs> Apparently I'm very dramatic and I didn't know that. That's not apparent. <laughs> Ginger told me the other day that I was very dramatic, and I was like, oh, what? Me? Dramatic? And there it is. I am the least dramatic person that I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you think I'm that dramatic? Yes, Michael. I'm just a lot. I'm not dramatic. I'm just very full of life. Okay, if that's how you want to call it. I mean, that's fine by me. Because dramatic sounds like a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. You can be dramatic and still not be as dramatic as you are. I'm not that Michael, dramatic. I can say hello to you. Like, God, why are you saying hello to me now? It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You see me all day. Why, why didn't you say hi to me earlier? Uh, exactly. Well, thanks for asking about my week, Michael. How was your week, CJ? Uh, <laughs> I've seen you every day. I know how your week was. Yes, but the people listening in the world do not that's know very, how my week that's is. That's very fair. We have to pretend we don't know each other's lives. <laughs> oh, we pretend like we don't spend every waking moment together. <laughs> we don't. You go to work, I don't. Um, I mean, you work at home. You can work from home. My week has been very interesting. You know, we, we go to the Claremont Performing Arts Center tomorrow to start our build for Golden Gals. Uh, so that'll be fun. We do that tomorrow, and then we open on friday so i'm so excited to work on another show it's, it's two full days of building a set teching a show blocking a show getting everything kind of like ready to go for for our opening show on friday so we do that on friday saturday so i'm looking really forward to that and then after that on sunday i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life for the rest of the week because the thing i've been working on for three months is done we forgot the most exciting thing that we're doing tonight i didn't forget i'm gonna talk about it a little oh, bit well, later talk about it right now we are hosting an event this evening we are you want to go ahead and give the kids the info or do i of course. I have all the stuff. Of course I will give the kids the info. We are hosting the LGBTQIA plus Night of Inclusion at Room 22 Orlando. The room for all of that with our good friend Tora Hyman and DJ Scott Roberts. We're going to be down there this evening starting at 10 o'clock all the way till 2 a.m. DJ Scott Roberts is going to be spinning the hits. We're going to be drinking the free champagne and Tora Hyman is going to be doing the drag thing. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Not the drag thing. She's going to be doing the drag thing. Yeah, so we're excited. If you're in the Orlando area, the town area or relatively closed downtown Orlando. Did I do a good job? You did! I'm proud of you. I love how you're reading it. Like, as like, yeah, the event will go from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Free champagne until midnight, so come on down, hang out with us, you'll see us. We'll have a huge VIP area with some friends of ours just partying it up, chit-chatting with everybody. So we're super excited. It's kind of like a big deal to us. You know, as a, as a fresh new podcast in Orlando, we really are excited about this opportunity. So I do want to thank everybody at Room 22. I want to thank everybody who is putting the event together for including me and Michelle. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And what better way to kick off your gay night than they have the two biggest, fattest gays around. Yeah, and there's no events on Tuesday, so this will be a lot of fun. Right. We're going to see you all out on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday. We should dive and go uh, down under my Now it's off to the races. That is right, Michael. We are off to the races to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. I'm mad that we're two episodes in and nobody's fight, like, fought a kangaroo yet. <laughs> Like, you're telling me they're not going to have drag queen kangaroo boxing? What the fuck am I watching this for, then? You're so stupid. A dingo ate my drag queen. A dingo ate my baby. Speaking of that. <clears throat> Speaking of that, we are on episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And it's Snatch Game it, already on episode two. This is the quickest Snatch Game has ever happened on Drag Race. Yeah, usually it's like, what, five or six episodes in? It's usually halfway through when they only have, like, six girls. Or season 13 where they had, like, 15 or 20 girls Right, left. they had every single fucking girl um, on Drag Race. Right but yeah, there. this is the quickest we've ever had Snatch Game being the second episode. And God, it was terrible. Oh, it was the worst. Worst in season 11. At least season 11 had some more funny people. People than just one person. There was only one funny person on this. And it was Anita Wiglet. Yeah, she was the queen, right? She was slaying it as Queen Elizabeth II. Come on, I was like, come on, Queen Elizabeth. Catherine O'Hara was okay, but like, <laughs> no, she wasn't. Who did? Uh, except or etc. Etc. Was Catherine O'Hara? Yeah, or Moira from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> she was something. Even though you can't play characters, she didn't. She that's why she was Catherine O'Hara, who just was, happened to be doing Moira. Moira Rose. <laughs> 
which is okay. Which is acceptable. That's acceptable. Um, it was boring. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I think Kitamine's character of Dr. Seuss was meh. It could have went either way because you don't really, people don't really know the persona of Dr. Seuss. So you could have made it funny, but like, girl, that was rough as fuck. I feel like you could have understood his books more and know that since Rue doesn't really have a lot to go with about Dr. Seuss, it was going to be references to the books. Right. And you could have come up with something like, do you like green eggs and ham? Why RuPaul? I hate green eggs and ham. I would not eat them with you or Rue or even Machete. Like, right. you know you what could, I'm saying? You like, could something. rhyme shit. Right. Yeah, it was a very like thrown together last minute choice, clearly. Because what was her other choice? She wanted to, she was trying to make herself sound smart. She, she was making she Dr. Another Seuss option, right? smarter than, than he was. Yeah, she was going to do... Carol Baskin. Yes. And which she should have done. Carol Baskin is such a great character. She's literally a caricature of herself already. But I feel like it would have been so predictable with the jokes that we would have heard. I know, but I still fucking laugh at every Carol Baskin joke I hear. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Like, I fucking giggle at that shit. Yeah, so, like, you do. But you also have to think, like, it's also about taking a risk and... Girl, that risk did not pay off for Dr. Seuss. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying it didn't, but like still, it's more, it's more of a risk than Carol Baskin that everyone already has a reference point on. Right. I'm finally glad we got a Jennifer Coolidge, though. Right? Fucking 13 into Drag Race, five all-stars, and so many spinoffs, and we finally get it I'm on surprised her. nobody's done her before, because she's such an iconic fag hag. Yeah. Like, I'm so surprised. You make me want a hot dog real bad. Like, but that is fucking iconic. But it's also funny, because, like, so every time a Drag Race audition season comes around, there is guarantee that you're going to receive at least 10 videos to look at for people to be like, oh, is this good enough? Oh, is this good Oh, that you guys get? Yeah, that me and Ginger get. And every year, without a doubt, there's like three or four fags that do Jennifer Coolidge as their Snatch Game audition. Really? Well, and clearly they're all clearly terrible. Clearly they haven't gotten on, so. And they're all really fucking bad. I mean, we I, we helped with someone do their audition tape this year, and, and they didn't do And they didn't do Jennifer Coolidge. They didn't do Jennifer Coolidge, but their Snatch Game was great. Yeah, it was. You know. They didn't get on, but. Well, we don't know that. We're assuming they didn't get on. Season 14 is still casting, so we don't know. Anyway, Nita Wiglet won. Her Snatch Game was great. It was the best. Her runway was okay. Her runway was okay, but it was the Snatch Game that done it. And the fact that Rue was like, if I say your name, take a step forward. Anita Wiglet, you win. Congratulations. That was the funny. There was, there was like literally no competition on that. It was like, here you go, sis. Yeah, but it was good. It was really, she was the best and then, you know, the other ones. And then their, their runways were okay. Yeah, their runways didn't really, nothing really like blew me out of the water. You know, we were watching it and I was like, oh, nobody did a seashell bra and panty. Okay, well then right. this is not American Drag Race. I would have came out and done like Lady Gaga's Venus look where she had that baggy hair and seashell bra and fucking seashell panties. Like I would have done. You would have done something Lady Gaga-esque? Get the fuck out of here. I just thought it would be different, you know? something like Or some... predictable because they would have been like, oh, he's got a Lady Gaga tattoo. Just one? That's more than I have. Well, you know what? like Lady Gaga like that. I also don't want that tattoo, so. Right. You can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you get a tattoo. A tattoo. A tattoo. Didn't you do a duet with Eminem? Gaga? No, tattoo. Uh, first of all, it's tattoo is a band of two lesbian sisters. I, I, that, okay, that and was no, the joke. And they did not. Tattoo. It was, it was Eminem and Dido. T- I thought Tattoo did it. No. Whatever. My tea is going cold. I wonder why. And I love it at all. See the raindrops on my window. And I can see it all. And even if I find out you all pretend with your picture on my wall, it reminds me that it's not so bad. 
It's not, not so bad. My tea's grown cold. I wonder why. Get it's my tears. It's my tears. That's what I said. You said my tea. Whatever. So All right, enough of the sing-along. <laughs> no, I like the sing-along. It's fun. People are going to be like, oh, these two are rapists. Ra- rapists? Yeah. Why does that sound adjacent those to are, a word that we're not are, supposed to say? Those are people who rap. Rapists. No, rappers. No, those are people who gift rapped. Stop it. <laughs> rapists. I'm a candy rapper. Yeah. Just call me Eminem. Or you can call me Dr. Dre. Dole. Dre Dole. I knew you were going to say that. West Side. Matzo. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have four jokes that you rotate between, so I knew it was going to be that Fuck one. Fuck off. So do we want to talk about Drag Race, or are we just going to have this to be the Michael and Chris Variety Hour? I like the Variety Hour idea. Um, Drag Race was kind of shitty this week anyway. Yeah, I so. was bored as fuck. And um, I got Ginger yelled at me. She's like, why aren't you paying attention? You have to review this. And I was like, because I don't give a shit. Because we're going to <laughs> we're gonna watch it. And just, oh, this is fucking terrible. Um, it's almost as bad as all, uh, season 13. So. Season 13 was the worst season of Drag Race I've ever Until watched. the ending. And then, you know, fast forward through the uh, the runways, which was all like sea-themed and shit. Yeah, like, it was nautical nonsense is something you wish. <laughs> SpongeBob. Do you like that? You like that SpongeBob reference? <laughs> that was good. That was cute. And then, <laughs> you know, aside from the nautical nonsense, something you wish. A runway, which I found boring. The runway theme was flop on the deck and flop like a fish. Right. We had Art Simone versus Coco Jumbo. Coco Jumbo. Coco Puff Jimbo, the clown. And Coco Jumbo won, sending the fan favorite, the one that everybody thought was going to win, Art Simone Peckham. She pissed me off. She's a fucking sore loser kind. Yeah, the fact that she was like, but you are here. And she was like, that's not good enough. No, she literally said, that means nothing. And then flipped off the camera and walked away. I'm sorry, bitch. Well, they're fucking dirty ass teeth. You were invited to be there. How about you just be fucking happy? Right. To be fucking grateful that you were you literally had the chance to be on a show. Yeah, so it was kind of meh. Not so, my favorite episode ever of Drag Race. So, so who's your pick to win? Ketamine. Because now the fan favorite went home. I, she, I didn't think she was going to win to begin with. I think Karen's going to win. I think it's going to be Ketamine. I think Karen's going to win. So, Michael, I asked you during season 13. I'm going to ask you now, and I'll probably ask you in future seasons. Okay. If you were to get on RuPaul's Drag Race, and you had the opportunity to do a Snatch Game character that was not Lady fucking Gaga, okay. who would you do? Oh, this is hard. Maybe Paris Hilton. But they've already done her. Already done. Do you it's got to be someone new. It, yeah, it has to be someone that hasn't been done yet. And that, it can't be Lady Gaga. Uh, that's hot. Um, I don't know. I don't really do any impersonation. You just sounded like you were fucking melting. <laughs> hey, Gorge. That's hot. Are you Mick or Paris Hilton? They're the same person. They are the same person. Have you ever seen them in the same room? I haven't. I have. There's a video of her painting Paris Hilton. <laughs> you painting a mirror? I don't I don't really know. Like, have any celebrity impersonation. I don't. I really don't have one. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> you can't pass. I can pass because I don't impersonate anybody. I'm not a performer. So? The only place I You're perform performing right now. Bedroom. You're performing right now. Not really. I'm fucking talking into a microphone and watching my MacBook. Which is still performing. Yeah, I guess, but like I'm I would be me. I would go on and be me. So you'd go home. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would do Bridget Nelson. From fucking from, Rocky? From Flavor of Love. Oh, okay. From <laughs> from Rocky. Let's t- talk about where she's famous from. From Rocky. I didn't know she was in Rocky. I didn't know she was in season Yeah, one, she's but. the um she's married to the Russian in Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rocky three. Yeah, Rocky Three. The, yeah. the best one. No. Rocky three is my favorite one. It's the worst one. Oh, it's the best one. Okay, we will agree to, you're just wrong. No. Yes. Anyway, so I would do her, Bridget Nelson, just simply because like- And then if we're on the same season, I'd do Flavor Flav. It's already been done. Who did Flavor Flav? Did oh, Shake Flav did it. All stars. I would just do Bridget Nelson because like, it's a short wig. You really don't have to put much into it. You just have to kind of be like somewhat aggressive and somewhat like butch. So um, kind of like being a top. Exactly. Yeah, you don't exactly. really have to put much into it and you no, can be like- You just have to kind of be there. Be their boot. You have yeah. to be butch while they back up on it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm going to come back. You're going to have to come back to me for this next week. I'll ask you on Friday. During our live stream, I'm going to ask you, uh, so okay. I have an answer by Friday. Oh, that's okay. That's fair. Which reminds me, this Friday, uh, when we do our, our 
live stream, which we always do every single Friday on the on the Queer and Steam Bears Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, and on our Twitch channel. Every Friday, we kind of do some new stuff. Uh, the last two weeks, we kind of tooted and booted Drag Race. So guess what we're doing this week? This week, we are going to be live from the Claremont Performing Arts Center live. on the set of Golden Gals Live. Live and in person, in color. We're always in color, Michael. I just like This isn't sounds, the 1960s. Sounds, if you think they didn't have color until the 60s, you're sadly mistaken. Google when the first color TV came out. I'm talking about color in general. 19... 39 with The Wizard of Oz. That was a movie, though. I was talking about TV, bitch. Oh, whatever. We don't, people don't watch us on their fucking TV. Uh, they could if they throw our live stream to a TV. Like what, CJ? Guess what? No. No, you gotta guess. Um, guess! Oh, Jesus, Satan. I was thinking more Ellie Diamond, but oh, uh, Satan. Is it time for a commercial? It is! Bye! <laughs> and I'm the strongest one here. You were here. That means nothing. I will never be out of this town. Ever. Queer and Steam Bears, the podcast. You know, that commercial break would have been a really good time for us to, you know, unwind. Why are you tight? You have no idea. Since when? Fuck you. <laughs> I have the tightest pussy around. <laughs> oh, from right here, it's like a hot dog in a hallway. You, who is telling you this? I won't name names. You know, Michael, you said earlier in the episode how you were kind of having a um, like a rough week. It's been it's been a week. I've had kind of a rough week. You know, I so I've been do you going need crazy. do you need a moment to just breathe a little bit? I do. You know, just like the Dixie Chick said, just breathe. Just breathe. I can feel you. That's Faith Hill, not the Dixie <laughs> And they're just the chicks now. Oh, that's right. They're uh, God, they're the politically correct chicks. Um, I think you just need a moment to breathe, Michael. So let's uh, let's get into it. Life isn't always the easiest, and that's okay. Life is about accepting everything it throws at you and learning to just roll with the punches. You know, I'm not a very spiritual person, but I believe that God gave you this life because they know you are strong enough to live it. If you wake up tomorrow, celebrate it. It's another day to go out there and say to the world, I am here and I am excited to conquer the day. Take one day at a time and don't try to predict what's going to happen to you in a few moments in a few days you woke up today celebrate today because we are so excited that you were here on this earth on this day that's pretty right yeah yeah but yeah. it's true it's it's one of those things like i've kind of learned that you know the the old saying is yesterday's the past today's the present that's why they call it a gift is very true because we as a human race if you will kind of look forward to the future and, and and plan for the future and don't really plan for the day when the reality is is tomorrow's never promised so you should really when you wake up look at the day and go i'm here today I'm going to make the most of today because tomorrow's not promised. That's what my grandma used to say. You know, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift from God. That's what they call it, the present. Exactly. And it's very true. So, you know, during the whole pandemic last year, I lost a lot of close people to me. And it was people that we we saw before the pandemic started. People we got really, really close to. You know, it's the people that you never thought would leave you because they were kind of those people that always gave everything they had to everybody else. And you would think that they were going to stay here forever ever because they were just such a gift to be on this planet and when they passed away I, we lost me and, and ginger lost five really close people to us last year at the beginning of this year it really just shook us and kind of opened our eyes to the fact that we should tell those people around us 
we love them regardless because they may not be here tomorrow or even if they are here tomorrow you never know when those those individuals in your life may for some reason pass on to the to the next life so when you see them hug your friends a little closer give them a, a little tight squeeze tell your friends you love them tell your parents your, your significant other and your family that you love them because at the end of the day they are here now they're never they're, they may not be here tomorrow yeah i know at least i know exactly how tough that was i lost my grandfather right at the beginning of quarantine and couldn't go home for the funeral couldn't go home for any of that stuff and that was really really hard it was just fucking awful yeah everyone knows that chi chi devane passed away last right. year and me and ginger had the immense immense pleasure of getting to spend all of january with chi chi doing women behind bars in la and we got really close to her and we spent almost every single day with chi chi you know my fondest memory of chi chi is going to universal studios hollywood her she had never been there before and we sat there and she got a caricature of herself and it was the first thing we did when we got there because she had never gotten a caricature of herself and she really 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 wanted it and so me and ginger sat there and watched chi chi get this caricature of herself and the guy who was doing it was like don't take a photo of it and show her i want i want to be the first one to show her this guy flipped this paper and all you hear chi chi go girl that don't look like me and we're like Cheech, it's not supposed to, it's a caricature of you. Like, it's not supposed to look like you. Right. It's supposed to have similarities, but it's a caricature. And it was just one of those days that I will never forget, as long as I have the privilege and honor of remembering things. Because that day, it was just so much fun. Or us driving back from the uh, the theater and Chi-Chi driving their car, almost hitting people going, I ain't from here! And it was just, oh God, I miss her. I love you, Chi-Chi. And I know you're, you're watching over us now and probably yelling and screaming at everything we do. <laughs> and just... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me you know we miss and love you so make sure you hold your friends and your family a little closer every day because if there's something the pandemic taught all of us is that we don't know when we're going to see each other again so michael what the fuck was that sound i'm trying to be deep here with people it was my phone i'm sorry Where, why didn't you put your phone on silent or vibrate i i forgot what's so important that like blowing up your phone it's tmz what about TMZ? Uh, let's see. Let's see what it says. It says it said something. I'm so happy it said something. I would hope so. It's blown. Uh, fuck! It's stupid. 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 What? Sean Mendez holds hands with Camila Cabello during romantic dinner date. That's so important to interrupt my my deep moment. With no, you. but I am buying it. I am buying it. Why, One minute. Why aren't you buying it? Because he's gay. <laughs> He's gay. So gay people can't have girlfriends? Like, is, are you sure he's gay, gay? Not no, 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 no. He's gay, sis. He is the official bottom of Canada. <laughs> I thought that was Boa. No, shut up. Let me <laughs> shout out your sister. No, I'm sorry, but I don't buy the Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes romance for one minute. It is a PR relationship. 100%. You think so? Oh, absolutely. He is totally a fag. You know what, Michael? I I agree. You think so? Yeah. I'm like, I agree. I don't buy it for one minute. It's, it's typical celebrity relationships put together for PR. You know, you mean you know all about them. I know. So what are you trying to say about me and Ginger? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I said celebrities. <laughs> I am a celebrity. Okay, continue. <laughs> so there are a lot of celebrity couples out there, Michael, right now. Right. And you're saying that that one's a PR oh, stunt. 100%. stunt. There are a lot of other couples that I felt back in the 90s that were the same exact way. Oh, right. 90s and even like, even into the 2000s. I really, I only know of one in the 2000s. The majority of the ones I know about were the 90s. Okay. Um, so like the biggest one that sticks out in my head was Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Okay, so fucking Britney Spears' mother has come out and said that 
that was a PR move. Like publicly? In her book, yeah. But is it just her saying it was so people go, oh, what's the tea and buying the book? Or do you, like, I legit felt like it was a PR stunt because it's like, you look at their entire history, Mickey Mouse Club together, you know, at the time they were a couple, they were the biggest thing in the music. America's Sweethearts put together in one one couple. Yeah, so to me when, you know, they showed up at the VMAs in in the denim look, I was like, okay, come on. Oh, absolutely. And I think that they were entirely put into the PR machine to make us buy into that. They're America's sweethearts. They're America's couple. They're the first the first family of America because we were fed nothing but Britney and Justin on all the tabloids. Every single week it was Britney and Justin, Britney and Justin, Britney and Justin. Yeah, and then when that whole Britney doc came out about her and being in that conservatorship, sense, the conservatorship yeah. he didn't say a word. Not a word? And, and it's like... Bro, you knew about this. If you guys were a real couple, like you would have known everything that was kind of going on. Well, he broke up. They broke up way before that conservatorship was even a thing. But he, the only thing he said when that documentary came out was he sent her an apology for like slut shaming her when they broke up. But he got what he wanted out of the Britney Spears relationship and used the media to spin it against her and slut shame her and, you know, kind of shame her into that role of a homewrecker and that she went out and cheated on him. Yeah, with Crimea River, right? Yeah, Crimea River. They had that Britney look like in the video, then she cheats on him in the video. But because she cheated on, she did cheat on. Him with Colin Farrell. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was just this whole fucking thing. But he played into that media yeah. circus. And it worked for both of them. I mean, you know, they she went on to have a, an amazing career after. But that media ruined her. Yeah. And I would he, agree. He had nothing he had nothing. Yeah. And then it happened again when he fucking ripped off the titty. Yeah. You know, he's just had a whole thing of controversy surrounding it. Speaking of controversial couples, I totally forgot that this was the original PR, like nineties huge what the fuck moment was Michael Jackson and Lisa Murray Presley. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that was the that was like the original one in the '90s that like yeah. sparked the like whole like fake couple like thing. I wouldn't say that sparked that sparked well, the it's, '90s. It sparked one. the '90s one. Like that was like the first big one in like '90s memory because they apparently like they married in secret in the early like '94 and then they did that whole PR tour where they showed up to the VMAs and kissed in public and were super creepy and awkward about it. Yeah. And then boom, we're divorced 20 months later. Yeah. That one was very much like a okay. Michael Jackson's not a pedophile. Michael Jackson is not gay. Michael Jackson right. likes women. So we're gonna set him up with uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Right, but the thing was like, first of all, it's already fake because, it's, okay, the king of pop marrying the king of rock's daughter. Like, come on. First of all, that's way too easy of a gimmick. Yeah. Second of all, right at the time that he was being accused of child molestation, he's getting married to someone that's yeah, exactly. that we had that had no contact ever before. Yeah. That's a little strange to me. You know, Elvis had one daughter and um, went to Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch to hee-hee. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that right now. Damn the rules. Damn the rules. Uh, yeah, that one was kind of like, okay, this is very, very, very apparent. But that was their attempt to, you know, kind of rehabilitate his image and, you know, make him, or like make the public feel like he's not a creep. He's not a monster. Yeah. He's not doing this with those little boys. <laughs> we don't condone or any of that. But no. it's the same old story. Like, okay, the used, used the like rehabilitated public image. I mean, so like, what about like when they use it to like market a movie or, you know, kind of like proliferate the marketing campaigns? Who? I'm thinking of like, the Twilight Mania, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Wait, they were a thing. They were a thing. And it was this whole like, this big were they or weren't they they never really confirmed they were in a relationship until it started going south so they got together during the filming of the first twilight in like 2008 or whatever and then it was this whole weird thing of like they would play to the cameras of mtv movie awards they like did this almost kiss and then turned away from each other so it was kind of like their characters in fucking twilight yeah and then it was like all like they did this vanity fair cover shoot where they were like super close and cuddled to each other but weren't a couple (laughs) 
And then they fucking, there was this interview that came out with Kristen Stewart where she said, my boyfriend is English and I love him very much. And then they pressed her for a name and she was like, come on y'all, don't be stupid, you know who he is. But they never, and they played into this whole are they or aren't they thing. And the only time it was made public is when her ass got caught cheating on him. Who'd she cheat on him with? Um, That director from The Huntsman, Swain the Huntsman. Oh, I have no So he was married and she got caught making out with him on her way to Robert's house. And then she went on this whole big apology tour of like telling Robert that she loved him and she saw and now she eats pussy. Boop, there it is. I just also want to specify, like, I just want to tell everybody because me and Michael don't record video for our podcast. The entire time Michael was telling that story, he had his hand in the air, fucking clapping the sky, like he was throwing shade and kicking with his sisters and just like fucking over here, drama desk award winner with his fucking hand in the air, talking with his hands. I basically should be a celebrity news reporter. Like, I'm basically Ryan Seacrest. That's a very specific, like, we were just talking about TMZ and you went right to Ryan Seacrest. Because he, like, E News. Oh, I didn't know. And he's also been in a fake fucking relationship. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Even that fag? Yes. It's because he's a fag, that's why he was in a fake relationship. <laughs> remember when he was dating that cute little blonde bitch from Dancing with the Stars, Julianne Huff? Huff and Puff? I don't remember that. Okay, so they were together in like... <laughs> They were together like I, when I was in I high school. I don't so. get People Magazine. Oh, bitch, me, I do, sis. Uh, you were about to say I don't either. I was about to say, <laughs> bitch, I've seen it show up at your house. Yeah, no, but um, so him and Julianne Huff dated in 2010. Most people do believe that it was a publicity stunt because they weren't ever really seen together. And the couple pictures of them, they like looked like they were hanging out like friends. Everyone kind of in the like the public in the con- kind of consensus is that it was a publicity stunt to quell years of rumors that is here, isn't he gay? And they chose Julianne Huff, right? But she's pretty. I think Ryan Seacrest did it just to get closer to. Her brother stop it <laughs> i mean i, I would mean, i wouldn't he's her brother's cute but i <laughs> fuck yeah i wouldn't be surprised but like she was quoted on record saying like he rarely had time to spend together during their schedule like, because of their schedules and she was so busy and like throughout the course of them like dating from 2010 to 2013 they literally were only spotted in public like three or four times together oh wow yeah so it was like this whole weird like you knew they were together and you knew they were like dating in like air quotes because i'm over here quote my airs yeah but you never saw them together because it was fake fake fake.com damn the only one like the, the the biggest one that I know of was Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. That's the most famous one from like the MGM days around the time of Wizard of Oz, right? Uh, and stuff like that. It, did you forget that movie? I did. It, my mind blank for some reason. I'm I almost said uh, fucking Sleepless in Seattle, but neither of them were alive for that. Uh, Mickey was. Yes, it's, but it, yeah, he was. <laughs> he just only died a couple years ago. Um, but that's the biggest one I know of because it was one of the ones that you knew it was fake, right, from the beginning, and then they kind of highlighted it a lot in June with Renee Zellweger. I have yet to see that movie. Oh, it's so good. They go into like a whole thing about how like they were not a real couple, that they did it mainly to show that she was an American girl and that she wasn't as ugly as she actually was. Right. And he was the all-American boy back then. So like, Right, he was America's sweetheart. He was. And so they kept putting them in like diners on the MGM backlot and staging this whole thing where they were actually on a date. Right. They were I... on a date and the newspapers would show up and take the promo photos of them sharing a milkshake. Right, and, and it was to the point where, like, he, when he tried to marry Ava Gardner, they, like, told him he couldn't. Yeah. And he still did, but, yeah. like, it was super private, super kept under wraps, and they were divorced within a year, but... Yeah, but it was, it, it really kind of shows you that, like, what you necessarily see in the tabloids, whether it be People, TMZ, or anything like that when it comes to celebrity couples, they may not be real. Right, like, I mean... people still, like, sit here and go, well, was John Travolta in a real relationship? With Kelly Preston. With Kelly Preston, or was that fake? I think it was, because he was definitely 
devastated when she passed. I think they were in a real relationship. Or like, oh well, Tom Cruise is a fake one. Tom Cruise, is yeah, fucking jumping on that couch for crazy bitch. Or but. like, we look at the ones that were like huge and such a key point in some reality televisions, like Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian. I'm convinced that one is fake because everybody knows I'm an avid watcher of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and just from the beginning, it seemed disingenuous. Like a lot of, the, I feel like the Kardashians are very real people, like on their show. Yeah, but then you also go to like the other one that was huge on that show was Rob and Black China. Black China. Well, the whole the whole thing behind Rob and Black China is the rumor was they did that relationship to get their own spinoff show on E. Because Rob oh. was trying kind of trying to like reinvent himself as a fat boy and like <laughs> like he was like It doesn't work, sis. Right. But he was trying to reinvent himself and he was like, What better way to get into a relationship with a fucking quasi famous adjacent rapper? Yeah. And you know, get on E for my own spinoff because he saw how well it worked for Chloe, how well it worked for Kim, and how well it worked for Kylie. Every one of those family members got their own spinoff relating to something that they were doing and since Rob all, all Rob does is sit around and eat fast food like he was like well I might as well fuck Black China and have a baby and put it on TV yeah I mean it worked do you want to hear a funny story about Rob and China I feel like you're going to tell me anyway so we were checking into a hotel on Marriott property and on their name tags they're like allowed to put something they're passionate about similar yeah. to like at Hard Rock you put your favorite music or whatever so I was like far enough away from him the guy where I couldn't really see it but I thought I made out what his name tag said I'm like does your name tag say you're a huge fan of Rob and China like the <laughs> and oh, I was like all God. excited because I was obsessed with it. It was so bad TV. Yeah. It was garbage, garbage TV. I have never felt more embarrassed and laughed more at myself in my entire life. I'm so proud of you. The other big one that like came out and was told to be completely fake was Nicole Richie and Steve-O. Yes. Both Nicole Richie's big ones. Nicole Richie and Steve-O and Brody Jenner and Nicole Richie. Yeah. Speaking of it's weird time to the Kardashians, Brody Jenner's related to the Kardashians. Well, that's cool. But the Brody Jenner one is the big one for Nicole Richie because they, so Spencer Pratt and Brody Jenner were like, you know, Nicole Richie's the it girl right now. You got to go date her and you got to get her to eat in the photos so you could be the guy that got Nicole Richie to eat. Playing on horrible, oh, yeah, the horrible, course. like, the eating the disorder mental, issue. Yeah. The eating disorder issue that she had for a while there. You know, that was, like, his way of getting his name in the tabloids and how he got on the hills eventually. So, yeah. like, it worked. His, like, his publicity scheme worked to get him in the tabloids. Yeah. The last one I looked up before we went to this episode, because I'll be honest, I have no idea about these couple things except for, like, the three that the I The couple big know. ones. Yeah, the big ones. So I did a, a little bit of research before we went into this episode. So I will be completely honest. I know barely anything about any of these things i literally looked them up wrote them down and said i'm gonna ask michael because that motherfucker knows everything pop culture i do it's very much his forte but the last two that i actually looked up so i looked up two more okay um was zach efron and vanessa hudgens okay it's like i'm a big believer like (laughs) i'm over here like i believe they really loved each other they were too cute together and like they seemed real devastated when they broke up and i just i sometimes want to believe in love yeah (laughs) and the last one which i didn't even know was a thing until i looked it up which was taylor swift and tom Hendelson. You didn't know they dated? I didn't know that fucking Loki dated Taylor Swift. Side note, Taylor Swift just dated everybody. So like, <laughs> chances are you can throw throw a handful of rocks and you're going to hit someone that Taylor Swift dated. Probably. Like, like I had no idea they were a thing. And, um, I don't and know. this website that I got it from uh, said no matter how much they denied their relationship wasn't a publicity stunt, the 2016 4th of July party, the I Heart TS shirt, and the general overexposure was just too much to be believed. Yeah, he started wearing all that weird Taylor Swift merchandise. Like, it was totally a ploy because he had a movie coming out and she had an album coming out and it yeah. just made sense. But like you understand like so being in the celebrity aspect like, you understand you remember when we were on YouTube that one time and oh, there yeah, was 
and that, somebody like posted that me and Ginger had broken up, that we weren't a couple anymore because we hadn't been posting photos together. It was like a huge YouTube, like yeah. a whole YouTube video about them breaking up, and as we all sit together on their couch. Me and Ginger look at each other and go, "We broke up," and we'll start <laughs> laughing. And then like the end of the video, they're like, "Just kidding, Ginger and CJ did not break up. There's a they just posted a photo with each other." And we were like, "Did you tell somebody that drag we broke queens? Up? They're just like us." <laughs> to me, like being as somebody who's in a celebrity couple because of my famous husband Ginger Ranch. Uh, this is gonna be a drinking. I'm gonna game start for fucking gagging every time CJ mentions his famous husband. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like people will put your name out there simply for the clout they get from it. And I feel like a lot of these tabloids, whether it be like TMZ, People, Us Weekly, or even like the ones that are obviously like, oh, there's an alien living inside oh, a like, Beyonce. Oh, like um, what's it fucking called? National Enquirer. Uh, National Enquirer. Yeah, yeah. Um, which doesn't exist at the newspaper stands anymore. I feel like they just put out people Shit. to just say, look, read this article, and then at the end of the thing they go, well, if they were a couple, or just kidding, they're not really a couple. Like my favorite ones are when they're like Selma Hayek, she gets Starbucks and shops at Target. Yeah, but my favorite thing about celebrity couples, Michael, is what are the names they come up with? I love, I love, <laughs> I love ship names. So obviously we have like the big ones. Would you be Jin J? No, or Seger? Seger. You be Seger? Be Seger. C E J G I N E R. But that's my my favorite thing about these celebrities is just the names that these fucking people come up with. with Might not be mingle because I'm Michael and I'm single. <laughs> I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> Michael, I think before we go and, and close out tonight's, today's... Tonight. Today, yeah, tonight, bef- tomorrow, and yesterday. Be- before we go into closing today's episode, I think we need to give them a break. Like a Kit Kat bar? Yeah. Or a uh, commercial. Okay, commercial. Lewis! 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 Mom! Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. <laughs> You're listening we're in Seen Bears, the podcast. Hi! <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome back from that brief commercial break. That was my Rose person. Hi! Oh my god. You're so fucking loud. Um, As it's 12 a.m. and we're recording this at his house. Right. If you're listening, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Queer and Steam Bears, the podcast. If you're interested in supporting us, you can head to Indiegogo.com and type in Queer and Steam Bears podcast and uh, find out how you can help make this podcast bigger and better. Bigger and better. Uh, we have a few uh, different levels of donations that you can donate for and get yeah. some amazing prizes. Oh, uh, yeah. You can also go over to our website and click the donation button and donate that way as well. Kevin. They can. They can also follow us uh, Queer and Steam Bears, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Michael. My name is CJ. You can follow me at the CJ on Instagram and Twitter. And my name is Michael. You can follow me at Mike Burlow on Instagram and Twitter. Don't add him on Facebook because he won't add you. Nope. Nope. Um, Michael, I think we should get real with the we people. We should get real it. with the people today. We should. Bear with me for a moment, CJ. If you're so lucky enough to be handpicked to be on a reality television show and you leave acting entitled and rude like a cunt when you're eliminated, you are the worst kind of sore loser. Be happy and thankful for the opportunity you were just handed boom does it have anything to do with the fact that big brother keeps fucking emailing you and asking you to apply and they keep then saying no i mean it has something to do with the fact that i made it to the top 40 in the country about being on the season of big brother and then got it not chosen and i did set an nda but it's null and void now that i wasn't chosen <laughs> so thank you very much bear with me michael um if you post online that you think you are woke about certain things the reality of the situation is you have no fucking idea what is actually going on people who sit there and post things about being 
woke, whether it be fighting the good fight for racism, fighting the good fight for equal rights for our LGBT plus community. The reality is you're just doing it for clout. You're not really doing it to change the world. If you were there to change the world, you wouldn't be posting about it on Facebook. You would actually go out and fucking do something about it. There are hundreds and thousands and millions of people out there who need help. If you want to actually change the world and do something about it and pretend, and, and you want to go out there and do something because you're woke, then go do it. You don't need to post on social media about anything. Really, I do so much in our community and I don't go out there and post on Facebook that I'm doing it. Just go out there and do it. It's called being a human being. You don't need to always get the likes and the love and the comments about doing something. It's that simple. You wanna go and feed the homeless? Then go and feed the homeless. You wanna donate clothes? Go donate clothes. You wanna go and be a pro bono lawyer for some type of uh, case and you're a lawyer? Then go fucking do it. Nobody gives a shit. Just go fucking do it. Why do you need the likes and the love to do something for somebody? Right, and I kind of look like, I agree. Like I kind of look at volunteering like farting in church. You're going to sit in a pew? No. Like, <laughs> so like when you fart in church, you're the only one that feels the warmth in your heart about like, you feel the warmth of doing it. But like other people will notice like if they're going to notice. Yeah. So, so it's like farting in church. Yeah. You sit in a pew. He who farts in church, it's sit his in own pew. pew. Exactly. Um, yeah. Seriously. Just if you want to do something, go do it. You don't need to post about everything you do. It's like the person who gives a dollar to the homeless and takes a photo handing it to the person. What are you really doing? Stupid. Yeah. You're stupid. just doing it for clout. You're not doing it to be a good person. You're not doing it for any reason. You're doing because you want people to see how good of a fucking person you are. Exactly. We don't, Mary, we don't need to see you handing a dollar to the homeless man. Next. Exactly. With that being said, Michael, it's a beautiful Tuesday. Enjoy your day and then come hang with us tonight. Come hang with us tonight. We're excited to see you at Room 22 for Room for All. Michael, you want to sing him out? I do. Yes. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael's here. CJ's here. See you next Tuesday. Bye. The podcast. <laughs>